You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Northern Lights MCC. We're part of a worldwide denomination. We celebrate the inclusive love of God for everyone. You're very welcome here if it's your first time If it's a while since you've been here, or if this is your regular church, it's lovely to see you all. Everything you need for the service will be on the screen at the front of church. Please feel free to take part in as little or as much as you feel comfortable with. Tonight is the last in our series, The Call to Love. Love your neighbour as yourself. And we'll be learning more about what this means for us when David brings his thoughts to us. For many of us, it's been a busy week and a busy day. So as we come to worship God and hear her words to us, let's take a moment to still our hearts and open our inner ears. Creator God, as we come into your presence tonight, may we hear your voice. May we know your peace in our hearts and in our lives. Help us to come and worship you. Lead us and guide us all in your ways. Amen. The first reading is from the book of Leviticus 19. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly, so that you will not share in their guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 to 48. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, Go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain upon the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is the word of the Lord. 
Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable to you, O God. Amen. Love your neighbour as yourself, we are instructed in our first reading. Or rather, we read of the ancient Israelites being so instructed. This is one of many variants on the so-called golden rule, of which another version is, do to others as you would want them to do to you. This Old Testament version is, though surely stronger than that, perhaps more positive, more closely linked with who we are and who our neighbours are. And placed as it is in a passage that has God speaking to Moses, this instruction is based on the premise that those who hear it must be holy, as we heard in the second verse. And with this instruction we are reminded of we are reminded of that at the end we are reminded of that at the end of each little cluster of instructions that lie between the first two and the last two verses that we heard. Each cluster ends, I am the Lord. When this verse was written, about 570 to 600 years before the time of Christ, it seems that neighbor would be understood as meaning someone of the same community. Although there, was also, there were also instructions to the effect that strangers who visited had to be treated properly. Jesus extended that idea. He took the principle of an eye for an eye and turned it on its head. That principle was an attempt to bring a sense of proportion to disputes. The idea was that if someone damaged one of your eyes or one of your teeth, you were not supposed to damage two eyes or a mouthful of teeth in return, and so on in any dispute. Taking the example of a Roman soldier's right to demand that a Jew should carry his belongings one mile, Jesus says, carry them two miles, and he gives other similar examples. He was thereby extending the idea of who the neighbor might be far beyond members of the, of the one community but also redefining how one should relate to love that neighbor. He gave other examples, which we also heard, and went even further. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Well, you might say, it was easy for him to say that. It's all a bit hypothetical. But then we remember Jesus on the cross, referring to those who had set up a corrupt trial, who had thrashed him, who had shoved a crown of thorns on his head, who had stripped him naked and hammered nails through his wrists and feet, referring to all those people, he said, Father, forgive them. For Jesus, those people were his neighbours. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And in the story of the Good Samaritan, we have Jesus praising the despised enemy who cared for the man who had been assaulted. We probably haven't got enemies in the sense that there are people who are out to kill us. But if we had, we would want to exclude them from our lives. In wartime, invasion is resisted. We don't encourage burglars to enter our houses. But we also exclude other people. Some are racist, so we don't approve of them. Some are rather smelly, so they're not wanted, especially if they're drunk as well, or begging. Some people are just simply poor, 
and so they're a bit of a problem. Others are incredibly rich, so they're not in favor. Then there are homophobes and transphobes and people who disagree with us about Brexit. <coughs> not to mention, for true, for true Geordies, those who come from Sunderland. We can put all those and many, many more outside on the edge of our lives. Think of the word liminal. It comes from a word meaning threshold, the point where outside and inside meet. If we can remember that there are those who might find us difficult or unacceptable for whatever reason, we can perhaps understand a bit what it is to be on the edge, liminal. And I suggest that we are called to be liminal people, present with those who, like Christ, are despised and rejected. In the Bible, it is often what is unwanted that gets put outside, beyond the threshold, as it were. In the Old Testament, we read of the waste matter, the rubbish left over from the sacrifices being put outside the city or camp. We read of the scapegoat being symbolically loaded with the people's sins and shoved out into the wilderness. In the New Testament, we read of Stephen, the first Christian martyr, being stoned to death outside Jerusalem. And Jesus, of course, taken to a rubbish dump outside the city to be crucified. In the letter to the Hebrews, we read, Let us go to him outside the city, and there bear the blame which he bears. Outsidedness is a powerful biblical image, often closely linked with rubbish. I used to work in a parish where there was a sewage works, and where there was another place where bin lorries delivered what they had collected and where it was incinerated, and where a teenage girl said to me once, we are rubbish. We too easily rubbish those who we find difficult or even just different, and too often our attitude sticks and gets to be owned by our victims. But we have to be alive to the possibility of good news coming from outside the city as well from outsiders. In the story of the man whose name was Legion, Legion has been living in the wild, mad and quite out of anyone's control. After Jesus has healed him, the man wants to go with Jesus. But no, return to your city and tell the people there the good news of what God has done for you. Liminal people are those who serve as go-betweens taking seriously those who we and others might really want to exclude, listening to them, keeping open the door at the threshold. We can try to do this at a personal level in our day-to-day -day lives, but I think the same principle applies more broadly. Over the last few years, the government has encouraged a deeply unchristian, hostile environment regarding people who want to come and live in Britain. This seems to be being reinforced by the latest policy concerning those who would like to come from other countries to work here. This approach so easily encourages racist attitudes among some people. So an important aspect of loving our neighbor as ourselves, of being liminal with the excluded, is resisting that racism wherever we find it. And of course, as a church, we should love our neighbor as ourselves the MCC prides itself on welcoming those who, for reasons of our particular identity, can find ourselves less welcome in other churches. 
It would be awful if we did not also give a good welcome to anyone who felt him or herself to be an outsider for some other reason, perhaps someone just out of prison, or someone with a terrible disfigurement, or very shy. Love others as yourself. As yourself, I suppose we are all conscious of our fears in relating to others, and those fears just cannot just be ignored, dismissed. We are who we are. But in St. John's Gospel, we read of Jesus saying, I have come that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. All of us, however old we are, however stuck in our ways, have scope for growing towards that fullness of life. We're all flawed, one way or another. So we have to love ourselves as we are, but also as we might be. Each of us is in the process of becoming, so we need not be stuck in diffidence and fear when it comes to loving our neighbour as ourself. And each of us, of course, whether or not we are fearful and diffident, each of us is of infinite value to God and loved by God without qualification. In the end, then, it is this love that Jesus asks us to share with others. Now is the time we set aside to speak directly with God and to listen to the one who knows us in all our imperfections. And we continue our conversations with God, focusing on the call to love our neighbour. So let us pray together. For ourselves, for our neighbour, and for the wider world. Loving God, Mother and Father of all creation, we know that you are love through and through, and we thank you with all that we have. We thank you for loving us despite how we sometimes act or think. We thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with our love so that we may share love with others. We thank you for giving us your own Son, Jesus the Christ, who has taught us to be more loving and compassionate towards others. Lord, we come before you now shouting joyful praise to you. You are the sovereign of all the earth. Our hearts are confident in you, and because of this confidence, we will sing your praises and wake the dawn with our song. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Mother and Father, as your dear children, we commit to loving you with all our hearts, with all our souls, and with all our minds. For we know that this is the greatest commitment, and the greatest and most important commandment, of all. 
and in the same spirit, we also commit to loving our neighbours as ourselves. We confess that the Holy Spirit fills and controls us as we commit to doing your will. So we commit that we will be patient and kind instead of acting jealously, boastfully, vainly or rudely. We commit that we will not demand our own way, but we will be considerate of others and their opinions. We will not be irritable or keep a record of being wronged. Instead, we will be joyful and quick to forgive. We commit to living a righteous life. We will be patient and will not return evil with evil. We will let our light shine so that people will see our good works and glorify you, our loving creator. For you have said, Lord, that to truly love you, we must also love our neighbor, which can be difficult when we disagree or lifestyles are different. Yet in overcoming these difficulties, it is possible to see the miracle that you love someone like us. Teach us to love as you have loved us, that this world might be a better neighborhood in which to live and share. Show us how to truly love you with all whole heart, soul, mind and strength. Reveal to us those habits, mindsets and attitudes that prevent us from truly surrendering ourselves to your will. Help us to put aside preconceptions about other people because that alters our behaviour and simply accept that they, like us, are precious in your eyes. Remind us often, Lord, of your words when some would tell us otherwise that we have other neighbours in this world who are also your children. Those who live in makeshift tents, refugee camps, prisons, derelict properties, shop doorways, neighbours who are hungry, desperate, ignored, caught up in addictions perhaps, people in need of the very basics of life, a new beginning, a chance to call somewhere home. Help us not to deceive ourselves into thinking that we are walking in love when really we are using our tongues to curse those who have been made in your image. In this world, where we are constantly told to put ourselves first, help us to truly put you first in our lives and to respect and value others who may be better than ourselves. Forgive us for murmuring and complaining and not showing our love and appreciation for all that you do for us. Forgive us for being impatient with our neighbour and for picking and choosing those to whom we will show love. 
Remind us of those whom we need to forgive and help us to be quick to forgive. May each of us in our own way and with our own gifts that you have freely given us be a channel of your blessing to our neighbour. We do not know how you will use our prayers, though we trust you absolutely. But let us pray that we may play our part in your healing and redeeming work in the world. Bless the paths that we cross today. The old friends and strangers with whom we can share a pleasant greeting, a smile, or maybe something deeper. Grant us a word in season that might resonate within and bring a blessing to all your precious children. Let us pray for those who are going through dark times, a time of trouble or distress, or a time when the way forward is not clear. And let us pray for those who are otherwise ill or in pain, or who are worn down by constant struggles to meet the physical, mental and emotional challenges. We especially bring to you this evening Martin, who has recently experienced a traumatic invasion into his home and theft of precious items. For Richard Armstrong, who passed away a few days ago, and his partner, Ethan. And for all whom requests for prayers have been placed in the special book in our prayer table. Help them all to come to terms with their pain and difficulties and help them look forward to the future, whatever and wherever they may be. All are our neighbours and we place them in the healing presence of Jesus. We ask you to enfold every single person who needs to feel the warmth and tenderness of your embrace. And as I ask Troy to light our special AIDS candle, HIV candle, we bring to you all those who have already surrendered themselves to your tender care. All those who live in HIV with HIV-related illness, their families and friends, the medical nursing and technical staff who devote their lives to looking after, supporting and treating those affected and all those who seek out new and better treatments. So now let us pray for the needs of those known to us personally. Please feel free to speak the name aloud or to keep it in the silence of our hearts. God hears all our words and thoughts. Lord, we make our prayers prayers in faith, for we know that your Spirit is at work in our world, making all things new. Grant us your wisdom in all that we do. 
Instill our hearts with the goodness, peace, and generosity of your Spirit. And the healing love of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. And say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the glory, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us say to one another, Grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website northernlightsmcc.org.uk